This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound Barkcast deals with just about everything dog related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog, dog behaviour and care and nutrition. Each week your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? Uh, another good week, Jay, thanks again. No worries. A um, few letters and emails have come in now. We're starting to get emails, which is nice. Uh, you can obviously send us emails at info at caninepointacademy.com. Adopt or buy? Now, this is going to be an interesting subject. Yep. So, there's um, lots of people are asking, should they adopt a dog or buy a dog? Now, I think we're getting a lot of the questions are coming from people that are based in Phuket. Correct. Um, so, obviously, if you can focus on Phuket, but then obviously look worldwide as well. So, is it better to adopt or is it better to buy? Um, it's, it's a real dynamite question, that one. So, um, for the obvious reason. So, I'll start with that. The, particularly somewhere like here, we have a lot of dogs on the street. We've got the, the government pound. We've got other organizations here that are looking after literally hundreds and hundreds of dogs. So you can kind of think, well, rather than potentially adding to that mix, why not just go to one of these places and take one of these dogs? Um, there's absolutely no harm in that. Um, and I would advocate for it. Okay. So let me just jump in sure, here for this yeah. one. So so let's say, so you're saying you could go to one of the pounds mm -hmm. um, and adopt a dog. Yep. How does that selection process, how, if you're, you're advising that, and we'll move on to the, you know, the, the buy breeze, from the breeder okay, yeah. in a minute, but how do you advise going to the pound and picking a dog? Which dog do you go for? What signs are you looking for? We were looking for a dog. And, and that's the important thing. And actually for me, uh, and we'll, we'll touch more about the breeds obviously in a, in a bit, but there is a, a lot of crossover. There's not a lot that I'm doing differently. The, the key difference is as um, you're not really, with a mixed breed sort of street dog, you're not entirely sure what breeds are in there. So um, it's about sort of identifying, um, you know, what sort of drives and focus that the dog might have. But for me, when I talk to clients, it's all about, well, what is it you want from the dog? What's your routine? What's your day to day? And how do you plan to put the dog into that particular mix? Because once you identify that, then I know what I'm sort of looking for in the dog as well. Um, and there's lots of different aptitude tests that you can do with dogs to try and identify their, um, again, I, I sound like a broken record with focus and drive, but that's the, the really key things that we're looking for. Um, so if I was going to the pound or one of the rescue places, um, a lot of people will say, oh, look at that sort of cute one that's hunkering down in the corner and, oh, it just looks so sad and I just want to take him out of here. The harsh reality can sometimes be that's the dog I would advise you not to get. Um, likely to be pretty fearful, likely to be scared of you know new places, sights and sounds and smells. You've got a lot of work to do to perhaps recondition and bring that dog sort of back to some sort of sense of centrality, which is not to say it can't be done, but it's 
you've got to look at the work you've got to put in. And obviously, as you said, it's looking at your environment because if you've got time to put into that dog, then maybe that is the right dog yeah. for you for you and your family. Yeah, and, and or even if you know, if it's a and again, there's no right or wrong whether it's a family or a single person. But if it's a single person, if you're retired, got lots of time on their hands, great, crack on, brilliant, more power to you, happy to help. Um, but if it's a family, two, you know, all the kids that are at school looking to go to uni, both parents work, and we're bringing this dog in, who's really going to be the primary caregiver, if any? Um, is it an inside dog? Is it an outside dog? So um, I'm looking at those dynamics as to, which for me is far more important than whether it's a specific breed or a, or, or a rescue dog. It doesn't really matter in that sense. Okay, so what if you don't want to go for an adopted dog and you were looking for a specific breed? Yeah, okay. So, um, and again, it, this just comes down to personal choice. Um, and you're always going to have people on both sides of the spectrum arguing the case. And it's, it's not for me to, to get into or for me to judge. Um, I've had both. Um, I've had purebred German Shepherds. Uh, my dog Sassy is a rescue dog, as have pretty much all my other dogs been. So again, the, for me, if I'm speaking personally, I got the German Shepherd for work and for function. And that's what I, I need. So could I have a street dog that could also do a lot of the things a purebred could? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, to particular levels, it depends on the breed. So, and it's not just about, and particularly here for me, this is a particular red flag. There's a difference with buying a breed and then buying a genuine, well bred dog. So, and Thailand is a cautionary tale in that particular point. If you want to buy a specific breed here, anywhere from a, a Great Dane to a schnauzer to a chihuahua whatever you want you can get it it's not that exactly difficult but the breeding practices just are not really very good here at all if i may say i've not i'm sure there are some good breeders here and there's a lot of them just the ones i've come across just they don't have a clue and it's just about pumping out puppies for money and that's what you're going to end up with so in that respect you probably were better off getting a dog from the pound or one of the rescues and that's, of course, not saying that all breeders are bad. No, I'm no. sure there are. And I'm, I'm just speaking about Thailand because for here, this is what I see a lot of. I get a lot of breeds, whether it's Labs, Rottweilers, Beagles, Frenchies, and people are getting these, oh, he's got his pedigree papers, which ultimately is worthless. And unless you're trying to sell on puppies, it doesn't matter, not a jot. So I see a lot of them, and I see a lot of physical genetic abnormalities, um, which you're much less likely to get with a, a genuine street dog, which obviously later on down the line for health reasons is, is a benefit. When you say the pedigree certificates mean nothing? So when you really think about it, it's just a bit of paper. Um, I, I, I know breeders here that they're very quick to push, oh, we have pedigree papers, this dog is a champion of a champion of a champion, whatever. But what does that mean to you as an owner now that you've got this dog does it suddenly mean that this dog is amazing and can do everything? No, not at all. Um, the puppies that I see coming from breeders here are way, way, way behind where they should be if they were bred and raised properly. Why? Because that's just, I mean, that's education. It would be the, the, the short answer. Um, I mean, the breeders that I work with, so for example, if, if you went to one of the breeders I know, they would spend time with you, interviewing you, your family, getting more of an idea about you as an individual. Um, and then they made it make a decision, no, I don't want to sell my puppy to you. 
So I mean, they'll just wait for the next people to come along. And the good breeders tend to have waiting lists of people. So they're not stuck with a bunch of puppies. They've built up their reputation. And in terms of the work, I mean, a lot of people here, even the vets here will tell you, wait until your dog's about six to 12 months old, then you can start training it. No, I'm training starts from about two and a half weeks when the ears and the eyes are open. There's a lot of social environmental stimulus that you can be providing to those dogs just to get them ready for real life. And none of that happens here. So would you recommend that if someone is looking for a specific breed, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's, and that's yeah, and that's going to happen. It's fine. Um, should they go and visit the, the breeder and how does it, what? what? In an idea, yeah. So, so, it, so if I'm looking for a specific breed, such as a King Charles Spaniel, what is a process that I should go through to make sure that that breeder is legit? Okay, so um, first off, you want to be able to go and see the dogs in their home environment. So A, you're not just looking at the dogs, the parents I'm talking about here. Um, or certainly at least one of them. So what's that particular dog like? So if you go and see the, the, the mother or the father and they're sort of you know, quite aggressive and want to take your hand off, half of that genetics is going into the pup. If they're very affable, very friendly, very calm, again, same situation. So you want to meet the parents. Obviously, you want to see the pups. You want to see the environment in which they're being raised. You want to learn what are the breeders themselves doing with these puppies on a day-to-day, even hour-by-hour basis. Um, are they just sort of left to their own devices? Yeah, they get to sort of play around wherever they want. Are they kept in a room? Are they kept in pens? What's the, the, the situation? Um, what are they doing in terms of getting them used to different sights and sounds and smells and people and other animals and dogs? Um, all of which is prevalent to later on in real life. You can also do some of the laptitude tests with individual puppies. It's wonderful seeing a, you know, a bunch of puppies sort of all sort of snuggled up or playing around with each other. But what happens when you take one out and put it in a separate room? How does it act? Um, and making a note of that and doing, again, just some aptitude tests and do that with each individual dog. And then you start to see almost a score, if you like, as to what these dogs are like. And for example, I can take one puppy out, put it in a room. Does that puppy run around trying to investigate the whole room? Go, wow, this is new. This is exciting. Where am I? This is great. Or does the puppy shy away and try and find somewhere to hide? I'm terrified of this open space. I don't know where I am. Or is it somewhere in the middle of those sort of two peaks? So those are the sort of things that you can be doing. So to summarize, we're basically saying that if you want an adopted dog, it's great. And we do recommend it, highly recommend it, especially with the amount of street dogs there are mm-hmm. um, in, in Phuket alone. Um, but if you are also looking for a breed, make sure you do your research on the breeder. Go and check out the puppies. Go and check out the dogs. Correct. I mean, again, in, in summary, I would generally try and push people to adopt. I, I try to sit on the fence because it's not my call. Um, and I totally understand that people do want to have specific breeds for whatever those reasons are. In terms of choosing the dog, ultimately, the process I would go through is largely the same. Cool. Thank you, Russell. Thanks, Jay. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.